to choose not to do something important is itself a choice that carries moral weight. And this is by Matthew Fox, Sins of the Spirit, Blessings of the Flesh. And it's quoted in the book by Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, Stop Teaching Our Kids to Kill. Uh, Grossman's seminal work was a book called On Killing. And in my opinion, he is the top authority on this topic. And this is a, a thin book, and it's a book that every parent should read. And here's what I want to share with you today. We are now on the day after another mass shooting, as everyone knows, it's not news. And it's, I, th I think it's time that the dialogue changes to understanding that adults are not showing up to this conversation. Politicians are. And children aren't born with a red or a blue tie on. Children aren't born wanting correct politics. Children are born and raised wanting two things, and that's to be nurtured and to be kept safe. And we as adults and parents, community leaders, are not doing that. This is very simple to understand. Now, let's kind of rip it down to the studs here. I love music, and I am you know, I will, I will go from one extreme to another with music. I love jazz. I love blues. I love punk rock. I'm a huge old school reggae fan. I love hip hop. Uh, but there are certain elements to music, entertainment, and media that can be very destructive to developing minds because they are influenced. They're super influenced by this content because of social proof, meaning the pressures of the community of kids that they surround themselves with by the media and one of the things that we really need to be clear of is how influential that is to them. Now, I know a lot of you are just going to shoulder shrug out, oh, come on out and knock it off, you know, stop being, you know, old school, whatever. I was listening to Black Sabbath and played it backwards and the devil spoke to me and I laughed at my parents when they thought that that was what was going on. I get it. The science is here, though. Uh, if you want to argue the science, go for it. And if you want to argue Lieutenant Colonel Grossman, have fun. The science is there, though, and I remember one time when my when my son came home and I was listening to something that he was some music that he was listening to, and it was a rap song about uh, kidnapping a stripper and then taking her to a uh, empty lot, raping her and then shooting her. And when I was like, I don't want you listening to that, it was oh come on, dad, everybody's listening. I'm like knock it off, stop being like that. And the more I explored this, the more I really it started to register with me how effective this is in kind of rewiring the way that a young person has optics to the to their world. And listen, I listen to aggressive, uh, like obnoxious punk rock music. I understand it. I'm not pointing any fingers here. I'm going to get to that point in a second. Next thing is if we look at virtualized simulation of violence and uh, video games and gaming and how real that is and how much time our kids spend in these situations where when they lose all their bullets, well, guess what? They just get a new horde. They get given a whole new bullet and they just start the game over again. So there's no cause and effect that they're exposed to. And to kind of get old school again here, you know, if, if you're over 35 years old and you probably remember what you had to do when you needed a question answered for a school project, it was get on your bicycle and drive, ride through the neighborhood, probably bump up against a couple kids, but you had to go to the library, you had to go through the Dewey Decimal System, you had to find the book, then you couldn't find the book, and then you went to the librarian and all these things. But you had to negotiate a process. You had to follow a process to find a solution. 
it was critical thinking that had to take place. What we fail to understand, and we go ahead as adults and we point the finger at the situation that we created through technology, and I am the biggest advocate of technology, it's proper use, which is when a young person over the last 20 years, because of the ubiquitous nature of technology, needs an answer to a question, they either Google it, they YouTube it, but my point is, is that they get the answer to their question immediately, immediately, and they get it in the media format that they desire, copy, written, or, or audio file or video file, whatever. They can get it in any format and they get it with immediacy. So their problem solving time frame is immediate where our problem solving time frame was over a drawn out course of time. So this allowed us to balance our emotions as we went through different steps of negotiating the process for solving that problem. Okay. We were emotion. We were able to actually emotionally balance ourselves, feel the frustrations of not being able to figure the problem out or bumping up against the problems or the feeling of victory and figuring out the solution, whatever. But when it's, when it is expected with immediacy, then it makes perfect sense that the outcome especially inside of constant dopamine spikes, just like hits of heroin, it is the same thing when we let our eight-year-old child spend four hours on Minecraft, they are exposed to shooting up heroin. It's the same trigger in their brain. Don't believe me? Just look at the science. Wanna, wanna hate me for it? That's fine. Look at the science. Okay, now we understand that kids are acting irrationally because they've been problem solving with immediate answers and not using critical thinking and not being engaged with problem solving processes. At the same time, they're being exposed to highly dehumanizing content and there is no cause and effect. The act of killing and killing in mass is, it's glorified and people are getting paid millions of dollars to sing about it or to write games about it, or to do videos about it. And it becomes glorified and they become complacent to that message. Now, if you put all this together, you've got a very, very toxic situation for impulsive and irrational processes, especially now when mental illness starts to creep in or emotional imbalance or a lack of proper guidance in the household. So I wanna keep this video short. The last one I went to like 15 minutes. What I want to share with you and what I want you to think about is that this is about adults not showing up to do their job. And if you do not step into the conversation with, with question and inquiry and a desire to learn and a desire to solve the problem, do not have an opinion. Because we're at this point right now where it's step up or step aside. But there can't be any more bullshit sitting on the sidelines and complaining and pointing a finger and saying it's Biden, it's this, it's the guns, it's Trump, it's uh, it's toxic masculinity, it's all of these excuses. That is not what children need right now. That is not what our country needs right now. What we need is educated adults who are willing to step up and do the work. Do the work to keep the next generation of children safe. The information is out there. The experts are out there. The child advocates are out there. The trainers are out there. And whether or not you believe that police officers should be present in every elementary school or you believe that the police should be defunded, it doesn't make a difference to me. I challenge you, whatever your opinion is, wherever your core values are, I challenge you right now 
to step into the conversation and be part of the change. No longer standing there and being a bitch box. Because if that's what you're doing, then you are not part of the solution. You are part of the problem. You are part of the problem of children getting killed. And I know you don't like hearing that, but if you, are, if you know that a child is at risk and you're not doing anything about it, you're part of the problem, period. And I'm challenging you, get educated. Do you know what district you're in? If, you, if, you can't, if I was to ask you right now, what district are you in? And you can't answer me, if you can't tell me who your elected representative is and you can't answer me, then you, that's your starting point right there. That's where you begin. Are you having conversations? Are you involved in your school administration? Are you involved in your municipality, municipality at all? Have you spoken with law enforcement, your D.A.R.E. program even? Who are you communicating with in your community to know what the protocols are if there is ever a situation like that in the, your children's school district? And even if you don't have children in that school district, what position are you taking to secure and protect your community and show up? Okay. That's what I want to share with you. And that's what I'm challenging you with. And if you don't have a first step, if you want to, if you have that intent, if you have that willingness to actually be part of this solution, to bring about change, then I'm providing one here on June 10th to the 12th, where I have coordinated a group of the best people in the world on this topic. Like I said, from trainers to child advocates, we're talking about um, child trafficking, we're talking about um, personal protection. We're talking about family preparedness and family home safety. We're looking at it from the perspective of the dads and from the moms and from single parents. We're talking about uh, technology in the household and how to keep our kids safe from it. But we are having a three-day discussion at Close Quarter Dad uh, called the Child Safety Summit. And if you need a starting point, I am providing it for you so that you have no excuse you have no excuse to not get educated. I am inviting you into this conversation. I am inviting you into a place of taking action and I am putting a seat right next to myself at the table for you to be a change agent, to bring guardianship into your community and into your family if you don't know where to begin. I am just asking you to no longer sit there and play the blame game, no longer sit there and point fingers, but step up or step aside. So please, Check it out here, Child Safety Summit 2022. If you don't know where to go, just go to closequarterdad.com. Find me there. I'm going to be broadcasting all the ways up until June. I'm going to be talking more about this. If I offended anybody, I am not sorry. This is a serious situation. And since Columbine, you know, that was enough, but it just keeps going on and on. And I'm going to promise you, because the dad is there, if you do nothing, prepare for it to happen again and again and again. And just like Sandy Hook, you'll be on social media complaining about it. Just like Florida, you'll be Virginia, you'll be on social media complaining about it. It will happen again, I promise you, until you make the change in your world. Thank you for listening me, listening to me. Um, I really don't like getting up on a soapbox here, but I'm passionate about this. I have four children, and I'm passionate about the community of people that I work with at my martial arts school, the community of men that I work with, a close quarter dad, and... Uh, I really want to hear from you. If you have any comments or feelings about this, if you want to continue this discussion, if you want to learn more, uh, if you just want to throw some something out there at me, uh, put it down below because I do want to hear from you. I hope you have a great rest of the day. I want to thank you for spending time with us on this episode today. It's truly appreciated. I hope you got some value from it. If you want to go ahead and leave any comments or questions, reach out to me directly. I personally answer all of the questions that you have. If you know someone like yourself who may find value in this episode, then please go ahead and share it. We'd also like to ask you to subscribe to 
Close Quarter Dad. This way you get updated every time a new episode comes out wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you so much once again, and we'll see you on the next episode of Close Quarter Dad.